Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. arrangements. Brennan, you're going to be sharing a room with Dale. Just until the two of you get jobs and you move out. Hey, are you awake? Yeah. I hate your guts. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. This is the one rule of the house. Don't ever touch my drum set. Don't touch it! All right. Did you touch my drum set? Nope. Why are you so sweaty? I was watching cops. I think they're starting to like each other. What are you doing? I'm burying you. I'm alive, I'm alive. You're waking the neighbors. Shut up. Okay, name your favorite dinosaur. Velociraptor. All right. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> You have one month to find jobs you're out in your asses. What? I will arrange interviews and you will go. Who is this gentleman sitting behind you? Hello, Miss Lady. You can't. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. You shouldn't tell the person who is interviewing you to shut their mouth. You're sounding stupid five. now. I'm sorry, what did you're you You're just, just coming say? off stupid. Please leave this office. Do we get any sort of souvenir? Get out of my office! Oh. Well, if it isn't Dale Dobick and his little buddy. Just leave me alone, will you? Shut up! You should treat me, an adult, with some respect. So, maybe you don't go down that way anymore? That's what we talked about. We're going to take the long way home. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? You'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. You're adults. You can do what you want. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> hey, I never asked you. Yeah. You like guacamole? Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Step Brothers from 2008. The studio is Columbia Pictures' release date was July 25th, 2008. The running time, 98 minutes, with the rating of R. The budget was $65 million, and the box office took in $100 million domestic, making it the 28th ranked movie of 2008. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 55% rotten from 204 reviews. The critics' consensus is, Step Brothers indulges in a cheerfully relentless immaturity that will quickly turn off viewers unamused by Farrell and Riley, and delight those who find their antics hilarious. Not surprisingly, Roger Ebert gave the film one and a half out of four stars at the time. And here's his review. When did comedies get so mean? Step Brothers has a premise that might have produced good times at the movies, but when I left, I felt a little unclean. The plot. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley play Brennan and Dale, two never-employed 40-ish sons who still live at home, eating melted cheese nachos and watching TV. 
When their parents, Mary Steenburgen and Richard Jenkins, get married, they become stepbrothers and have to share the same room. This causes them to inflict agonizing pain upon each other and use language that would seem excessive in the men's room of a truck stop. <laughs> Is this funny? Anything could be funny. Let me prove an example. I am thinking of a particular anatomical act. It is described in explicit detail in two 2008 movies, Step Brothers and the forthcoming Tropic Thunder. In Step Brothers, it sounds dirty and disgusting. In Tropic Thunder, described by Jack Black while he is tied to a tree and undergoing heroin withdrawal, it's funny. Same act, similar descriptions. What's the difference? It involves the mechanism of comedy, I think. The Jack Black character is desperately motivated. He will offer to do anything to be released. In Step Brothers, the language is simply showing off by talking dirty. It serves no comic function and just sort of sits there in the air, making me cringe. I know, I know, four-letter language is the currency of a movie like this, and many of the other films Judd Apatow produces. I would be lying if I said I was shocked. I would also be lying if I said I had no taste or judgment of comic strategy. I'm sure I've seen movies with more extreme language than Step Brothers, but here it seems to serve no purpose other than to simply exist. In its own tiny way, it lowers the civility of our civilization. Now what about the violence? These two adult children do horrible things to each other. The movie must be particularly proud of one scene because they show part of it in the trailer. Dale thinks he has killed Brennan by slamming him with the symbol of his drum set. He rolls him in a rug and prepares to bury him in the lawn. Brennan comes to, bangs Dale with a shovel, and starts to bury him alive. I don't know. Maybe it sounds funny when you read it. <laughs> Coming at the end of a series of similar cruelties, it was one living burial too many. There's also an attempted drowning, and never mind. Mary Steenburge and Richard Jenkins, two gifted actors, do what they can. They despair of their grown-up, unemployed brats. They lay down the law. They realize their sons are destroying their marriage. But they exist in another dimension than Brennan and Dale, almost in another movie. Their reaction shots are almost always curious because the only sane reaction would be sheer horror, followed by calls to the men with the butterfly nets. Sometimes I think I am living in a nightmare. All about me, standards are collapsing, manners are evaporating, people show no respect for themselves. I am not a moralistic nut. I'm proud of the X-rated movie I once wrote. I like vulgarity if it's funny or serves a purpose. But what is going on here? Back to the movie. I suppose it will be a success. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley have proven how talented they are in far better movies. If it makes millions, will they want to wade in, into this genre again? I hope not. Ferrell actually co-wrote this movie with Adam McKay, the director. Maybe he will. But why not a comedy with more invention, with more motivation than hate at first sight? There is one genuinely funny moment in the movie. The blind man who lives next door has a guide dog that misbehaves, snarls, and bites people. Bad taste, yes, but I'm desperate here. Do you see why the dog doing it is funny, but Will Ferrell doing it to John C. Riley is not? And that's the end of his review. I don't necessarily disagree with Ebert's review as a whole. Uh, his argument against the film is completely valid. It's actually an argument I make with almost every comedy that now comes out. I think Ebert would have completely given up writing film reviews if he had to watch the, the quote, comedy films that have been released in the last five years. With that being said, even though Step Brothers is completely over the top, there's something just about Will Ferrell and John C. Rowley that is infectious for me. 
All right, let's get into the main cast. You have Will Ferrell as Brennan Huff. I sort of covered Ferrell's career for the Other Guys episode, but prior to Step Brothers, Ferrell was best known, again, for his long stint on Saturday Night Live, and then his career really took off as Frank the Tank in 2003's Old School. After that, he was the top comedic film actor with Elf, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, and Blades of Glory. John C. Riley plays Dale Doback, and Riley had been acting in films a bit longer than Farrell, starting in the late 80s, and was mostly in bit or supporting roles with movies like Boogie Nights, Never Been Kissed, For Love of the Game, which we did an episode on, and Chicago. But once he teamed up with Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights, it was off and running for John C. Riley. He then got to star in the Johnny Cash biopic parody Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story in 2007. Mary Steenburgen plays Nancy Huff, and Steenburgen had been acting in film and television since the late 1970s, but I'm pretty sure the first time I saw her was as Doc Brown's love interest in Back to the Future Part 3. That same year, she also played Steve Martin's wife in the comedy Parenthood. She would go on to be one of the most consistent actresses of the 1990s, and up until the present day, because she's appeared in movies like, like What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Philadelphia, and Elf as Will Ferrell's kind of adopted mom. Richard Jenkins plays Robert Dobeck, and like Steam Virgin, Jenkins was a regular character actor since the 1980s on television and film. Some of his more well-known movies prior to Step Brothers include Hannah and Her Sisters, The Witches of Eastwick, Little Nikita with River Phoenix, good movie, also with Sidney Poitier, and many others, and he continues to appear in work today. Some of the supporting actors that we'll cover later are Adam Scott, Catherine Hahn, and Rob Riggle. The director is Adam McKay. McKay was best known as the head writer on Saturday Night Live before becoming a film director, and of course, from Saturday Night Live, that's where his connection to Will Ferrell began. Prior to Step Brothers, McKay knocked it out of the park directing Anchorman and Talladega Nights. All right, let's get into the making of the film. So Farrell, Riley, and Adam McKay had such a great experience working on Talladega Nights, they wanted to keep the party going. So they decided to do another film, which turned into Step Brothers. The loose scenes from Talladega Nights, like the dinner table scenes, were pretty much the inspiration for Step Brothers. Both Farrell and Riley are brilliant at improv, and they work perfectly together. And the other actors would kind of feed off their improv energy. The most difficult thing for actors is to not start cracking up during these takes, especially with improv, since most of the hilarity occurs when you don't know it's coming. They love to have Mary Steenburgen say filthy things, which made everyone laugh because nobody expected it from her. The score was by John Bryan, who did Punch Drunk Love, and he sort of used kind of a 60s-era live-action Disney film score, and that sort of made the film more interesting and a bit off-kilter, which works for this crazy comedy. All right, let's just get right into the movie. The premise of this film on paper is absolutely ridiculous. And without Farrell and Riley, this could have been a real dud. Ebert already thought it was a real dud, so there you go. But crazily enough, for me, it works. And, and sometimes you just never know. Look at Holmes and Watson. Same two guys. It was absolute garbage. Even the trailer was bad. You know you're doomed if the trailer is bad. So I am covering the theatrical version of this film. At the end, I'll describe the eight extra minutes included in the extended unrated version, which is found on the DVD. The movie starts with the following quote. Families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. <laughs> this is an actual quote from George W. Bush. 
The film starts with Brennan, that's Will Ferrell, and Dale, John C. Riley, going through their morning routines, separately, of course. Brennan makes a strange concoction, which I think is supposed to be nachos, but it's anyone's guess. Uh, both guys still live with their single parents. Brennan's mom is Nancy, that's Mary Steenburgen, and Dale with his dad, Robert Richard Jenkins. Dale is playing Guitar Hero, which is definitely a flashback to 2008. Nancy and Robert happen to be both attending the same conference. Robert is one of the speakers, and they immediately hit it off. And since this is a modern screwball comedy, they immediately hook up and discover that they both have 40-year-old sons that still live at home with them. Next thing you know, they're getting married. That is the way you move a plot along. Neither Brennan nor Dale are thrilled with their parents getting married. I would like to thank all of you for being here with us on this fantastic, wonderful day. And um, I would like to raise my glass. Dale and I want to welcome you to our home with open arms. Get a room, Dad. Oh, for crap. Dale! Well, as you all know, my youngest son, Derek, couldn't be here because of an important fishing trip. But my other son, Brennan, uh, was going to be moving into his own place, but um, he was recently let go from his job at PetSmart, so he is going to be living with us. I wasn't fired from my job. I was laid off. You wouldn't know the difference. I didn't want salmon. I said it four times. This wedding is horseshit. As we quickly discover, both Brendan and Dale are mentally the equivalent of teenagers, maybe even preteens. Uh, they've never grown up, and now they're going to be living together. I'm just saying, I think you gotta think about your options. I know that you are technically married now, but that does not mean that they have to live here. Dale, I think it's time for a change for both of us. Dad, we're men. Okay, that means a few things. We like to shit with the door open. We talk about pussy. We go on riverboat gambling trips. We make our own beef jerky. That's what we do. And now that is all wrecked. We literally have never done any of those things. Where did he go to medical school? He went to Northwestern and Johns Hopkins. Is that good enough for you? No, it's not. Well, Brennan, those are... Very prestigious schools. <laughs> I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that shit up every day. All right, here's a scenario for you, Dad. Suppose Nancy sees me coming out of the shower and decides to come on to me. I'm looking good. I've got a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball throat. And she takes one look at me and she goes, oh my God, I've had the old bull, now I want the young calf. And she grabs me by the wings. Shut the fuck up! On Brent. I'm fine here. There you are. Hi. Oh, you look so cute in your moving clothes. <laughs> How was it? It was easy. The movers did everything. Mm. Where's Brennan? 
He's, he's still in the car. It was kind of a rough drive. Hey, Robert, what's all the commotion? Hey, hey, Don. Is that your wife, Nancy? Right here, Don. Can I come over this afternoon and touch your face? Sure. Thanks. Good luck, guys. We'll see you, Don. Let's go, Cinnamon. Heel, Cinnamon. Heel, Cinnamon. Cinnamon! Hi, Dale. Hey, Nancy. Can you make me a grilled cheese sandwich? Sure. No. Dale just ate. He's testing you to see how much you can get away with. I see. I'm hungry. <laughs> Look in your right hand. I sure don't mind a bit. No, I no, really don't. No, no. He's fine. Immediately, you know this movie is going to be insane. Farrell and Riley will be going for it comedy-wise, while Steenburgen and Jenkin play it straight, which works perfectly. The first dinner together goes exactly how you could imagine after the initial introductions. Brennan is wearing his Pablo Cruz shirt and slurping his drink, while Dale is wearing a Yoda shirt and squeezing ketchup like a five-year-old. Oh, that's enough ketchup. Come on, Dale. I like it. That's enough. Dale, I don't know if you... You might want to try this. I make a sauce, we call it fancy sauce. Mm. For me. That um, Brennan really likes with his chicken nuggets. It's my fancy sauce. Well, when Brennan finishes, um, I'll give you some of this. And it's it's ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. So, mm, so good. I want some fancy sauce. Yeah. I'm not done using it. Looks good. Can I have fancy sauce? Of course. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm using it right now. Okay. So let's just... Want to try it, Let's just let him try some. Yeah, I really would like some. Just one last spoonful. I think you got, got enough there, Brennan. So here you go. Thanks. It's uh, ketchup and mayonnaise. Ugh. Uh-uh. I don't like it. It smells weird. Okay. I'll try some. You want some? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. You don't mind, do you, Brennan? You know. Okay. Brennan. I'm not comfortable. That's okay. Brennan. Nah, it's okay. It's probably not good on fish anyway. But my dad's king of the castle, so if he wants fancy sauce, he should. No, he can, right, if he Dale, wants yeah. fancy sauce, he can make his own batch. So you know what? Today, when you were driving around, Dale was telling me that he's really into kung fu, and I was telling him that you're really into kung fu as well. I have a green belt. Read it and weep. I don't believe in belts. There should be no ranking system for toughness. But one time I wrestled a giraffe to the ground with my bare hands. It's not true, Dale. Don't be ridiculous. So, Dale, what have you been working on recently? Well, I manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Why don't you stop being so confrontational, Dale? I'm not the one staring at me. So, Brennan, how about you? I know you used to work at PetSmart. Right? That's right, Mr. Doback. Uh, call me Robert. That's right, Robin. Robert. Robert. Actually, Brennan is a really talented person. He's a very gifted singer. <laughs> I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation by people who've heard me. That good. 
The, the only trick is, is that Brennan's very <laughs> particular about who he sings in front of. So uh, I'm his mom, for example. I've only heard him sing twice. It's funny that you say that, because I can sing too. In fact, I'll sing right now. If you wanna get down on these hairy balls, hey. why don't you jump right in? Hey. It's a crotch party right up oh. in here. Stop why it. don't you lick on this big joint? Stop it, Dale, stop it, stop it. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> That's so funny, the last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Stop, all right now, all right? Let's just back off. All right, Brennan, it's okay, it's okay. Great you deal. said a mean thing first. All right, okay, just, look, you know what, I, hey, guys. Okay, sleeping arrangements. It's gonna be different, but um, because Dale refuses to give up his office drum set, um, uh, that means that Brennan, you and Dale are gonna have to share a room, but it's just temporary. Mom, we didn't talk about this. Right. Well, it's gonna be an exciting adventure. You wanna show him the room, Dale? Show him where he can put his stuff? <sighs> That's nice, thank hey. you. Good night, Nancy. Hey, listen, um, I like to have a lot of fresh fruit around and chocolate chips in my pancakes, okay? Write it down so you don't forget. Show them the room. She's mom now, so. <clears throat> good night, mom. Good night, Brennan. Good night, Mr. Dobak. Uh, good night, Brennan. Dale's prized possession is his drum set, which means Brennan better not touch it. You can kind of see where this is going. So during a talk between Nancy and Robert, we find out why the guys never grew up. But he just always says, it's all about who you know. I mean, I don't know where he got this sense of entitlement. Maybe it was his mother passing. What about Brennan? And from what you've told me, his younger brother Derek's been quite successful. Well, certainly when his father and I split, that was difficult for him. And this one time when Brennan was 17 and Derek was 14, and Brennan decided to enter a talent show. He sang a song from an old pirate musical, but Derek got his football buddies to replace the choir and sing, Brennan has a mangina. Brennan has a mangina, Brennan has a mangina. Finally, the audience and even some of the nastier parents started singing, Brennan has a mangina. And I have to admit, for a little while, I sort of joined in as well. From that day on, Brennan never sang again. Derek went on to win the contest by lip-syncing Ice Ice Baby. It's a great song. It is. Mm. This leads to one of the many priceless back-and-forth insult scenes, this time before they go to sleep. Hey, are you awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you. And so does my dad. Well, that's fine. Because guess what? I hate you too. And this house sucks ass. Well, the only reason you're living here is because me and my dad decided that your mom was really hot and maybe we should just both bang her. We'll put up with the retard in the meantime. Who's the retard? You. But y'all don't say that. Shut up. Wake up my dad and get me grounded. Just shut up. You and your mom are hillbillies. This is a house of learned doctors. 
You're not a doctor. You're a big, fat, curly-headed fuck. Oh, yeah? I'm a curly-headed fuck. Yeah. You better not go to sleep. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm gonna punch you square in the face. I hope you stay still when you sleep, because I'm putting a rat trap between your legs. I'm gonna take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of you. I want you out of my fucking house. No way, Kimosabe. This is my house now. Then we get a montage, because who doesn't love a good montage, of pranks between the guys. Dale literally kicks Brendan off Robert's boat and then writes I love crystal meth on the back of his shirt. Brennan retaliates by painting an open wound on Dale's forehead while he sleeps. But the ultimate retaliation is when Brennan plays Dale's drum set. This leads to an all-out war when Brennan decides to teabag. However, before we get into that, there's an amazing line that some may miss, which is, Now I'm going to play Moby Dick for real. <laughs> for those that don't listen to Led Zeppelin, this is the famous track off Led Zeppelin 2, which features a drum solo from John Bonham. Hey, man. Did you touch my drum set? No. It's just weird, because... Seems like someone definitely touched my drum set. Yeah, that is weird. Because I didn't touch them. Hey! Did you touch my drum set? Hey, knock it off! I know you touched my drumstick. Because the left one has a chip in it. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. Fuck you, Brennan. I know you touched my drum set, and I want to hear that dirty little mouth admit it. You get out of my face, or I'm going to roundhouse your ass. You swear in your mom's life that you didn't touch it then. I don't have to swear to shit. That's because you fucking touched my drum set, because I know cops doesn't start till four. Where are you going? I'm going upstairs. Because I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. Okay? Did you do that? I am warning you right now, if you touch my drums, I will stab you in the neck with a knife. John Bond's playing Moby Dick for real. I swear to God. I swear to God. The t-shirts that the guys wear are just hilarious and totally nostalgic for anyone growing up in the 70s or early 80s. The boys are not thrilled with their punishment from their fight. Someone got some air. Snap! I still hate you. I still hate you. Such power. It's raw power. Dad, what are you doing? It's Shark Week. Okay, here's the deal. Number one, you will fix the fucking drywall now. Number two, you have one month to find jobs or you're out in your asses. I will arrange interviews for Monday and you will go. Dad, why are you talking to me like this? I'm your son. I'm not buying that crap anymore. Today, 
I saw my own son use a bicycle as a weapon. You yelled rape at the top of your lungs. Mom, I honestly thought I was going to be raped for a second. He had the craziest look in his eyes, and at one point he said, let's get it on. That was about the fighting. See? I'm so not a raper. Look, I didn't touch a drum set, okay? I witnessed with my eyes your testicles touching my drum set. All right, that's it. That's it. You two guys leave me no choice. No television for a week. What? We are so serious. Guys. You're fucking high. Are you out of your mind? Goes in Robert's wall safe. Come on. And it's going to stay there. No. Okay. This house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. To make matters even worse, both guys are sleepwalkers, which means the house ends up getting destroyed. Another great throwaway line is when Robert thinks that raccoons got into the house. <laughs> as much as Brennan hates Dale, he hates his biological brother even more, which is Derek, played by Adam Scott, who, even though he grew up to be successful in business, is still like a teenager in the sense that he's the same asshole as he was when he was a kid. Of course, Robert loves Derek because he's been successful and no longer lives in the house. I'm not even sure Nancy even likes Derek, her own son. This actually makes Brendan and Dale bond over their hatred of Derek. What's up, faggots? What's up, man? You're not going to come down and say hi to me? What's up with that, dipshit? Hi, Derek. Oh, calm down, man. I'm just joking. Wow. You guys, I really like your guys' setup up here. What is your problem, man? My problem? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem. Uh, Dale, actually, I have the opposite of a problem. I made over 550k last year. How much did you make? It's not about money. No, it's not about money. Well, for me, it's a little bit about money, and I made that much money last year. I am the VP of the biggest executive helicopter leasing company on the Western Seaboard. Okay, I haven't had a carb since 2004. Check these out. See these? See these boys? This is what I live with every day. I lather this up with keels in the shower. You want to touch this shit? No. You want to touch these bad boys? Sorry, not going to happen. There's something you want. Look, I promised Mom I'd offer you a job, and I told her it'd count as her Christmas present, so... No, I'm never going to work for you. Fine, I don't care. Truth is, I, uh, I just smoked a J out in my car a few minutes ago, so feeling a little spacey. What's up with you, man? What you looking at, Kimasabi? You want... You want to punch me right now? You want to punch me right now, but you won't. You want to punch me too, Brennan? You guys both look like you might want to hit me in the face. You do, I can tell. Well, why don't you do it? Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the fucking face! Oh! 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 Oh, shit! No, oh, my shoulder! Awesome! Mom! Mom! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. Snap. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Bobby. Sure. Aside from that retard trying to punch me, it was actually a pretty good evening. It was our pleasure, son. Why are you calling him that? Oh, don't, don't. My kids, Bye, I'll Derek. check out that stock right, mom in town. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Hi. Um, I'm Alice. I I'm Derek's wife. Hi. Uh, is it true that you struck Derek in the face and he, and he fell from the treehouse? Yeah. He asked me to. Oh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Um, I want you to know that tonight I am going to pleasure myself to the image of you doing that to Darren. You know what I mean? Yes, I am. Oh, Dale. You're something. 
You are something. You're something too. I want to roll you into a little ball and shove you up my vagina. You could just live there. It's warm. It's, it's cozy. In your vagina? I want to walk around with you in there and just know you. Whenever I feel a little tickle or scratch, that it's just your hair huh? on my vagina. Please, just do it for me. What's happening? Kiss me. I know. I know. As you heard from the end of the last scene, this leads to a returning plot point where Derek's wife, Alice, played by Katherine Hahn, is hot for Dale, which leads to constant laughs throughout the rest of the film. And because Dale punched Derek, now Brennan and Dale are best friends. Let's play a game, all right? Mm. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John, John Samos. Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. This leads to another great montage scene of the two bonding. It's as crazy as you can imagine, including watching a Steven Seagal movie and then making bunk beds. We think it would be very prudent. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? Yes. Why are you guys so sweaty? All right, we've already figured out how to do this. The beds match up perfectly. And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... I'm not making myself clear. I don't give a fuck. Now, you both have several interviews tomorrow. I would think you'd be focused on that and not building bunk beds. <laughs> So we we can? No? Yes. Yes. Sweet. You can make fun. I knew it. Okay, you guys are not gonna regret this. We're gonna get so much more activities done. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> this is so scary. How you doing over there? Really good. Okay. Did your son know anything about carpentry? No, not a not a th Did I hear a drill? Dale! Power tools. Dale, no power tools! Oh, what? No power tools! You know what? I forgot to brush my teeth! That is not your toothbrush! Oh, okay. Well, I'm all done anyway. We did it. We did it! It looked amazing! Look at that! That looks like what you would buy from a store. It should have been Look a at all this more space. So we much. Your robots in here. So many activities! Do step class. It's making my head spin how many activities we can do. Play army then? Yeah. This is how we do it! Da, 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 da. Hey, I never asked you. Yeah. You like guacamole? Oh! Open! Oh god! Brennan! Brennan! Dad, Nancy, it's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why did you let us do that? It's so bad! How would you describe that? Whoa. It's not so bad. Right. See? Uh. Put your beds back. Rumpus time is over. 
Now it's time for the guys to get a job, which leads them to wearing tuxedos and interviewing together. And you even get a Seth Rogen cameo. Mr. Huff, Mr. Jeter is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Well, Brennan, you certainly have had a lot of jobs. I'm a bit of a spark plug and a human resources lady. Oh, oh no, think... it, it's actually, it's Pam. I'm sorry. Well, Pam. No, my name is Pam. Are you saying Pan or Pam? I'm saying Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry, who is this gentleman sitting behind you? Hello, Ms. Lady. I'm Dale. I'm Brennan's stepbrother, and I think I might be able to help with a Pan-Pam dilemma. Yeah, that'd be great. Pam. 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 With an There's M. There's a D on the end. There's no D. It's Pam. It's like calm. Here, it's P. P-A-N-M. M. 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 Two M's. M. That was the confusion. No, there's just one M. What do you say? We interview you. Uh, all right. Yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shot out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. Mr. Huff, under your references, uh, you listed Dale Dobeck, which I know is this gentleman, but you also listed Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah, we are looking for people we can contact. We want to tell you the stuff we're not good at. Our weaknesses. So we're clear up front. Okay. We're not generally comfortable in an office setting, I would say. I get cooped up. I won't go into an office that's ever been used before. I am no good before 11 a.m. I also get headaches from computers, so I can't be around them for too long. I take stuff. I need to have someone go up and down with me in the elevator. I have a weakness for sweets. Other weaknesses? We're slow learners, and we're not particularly good listeners. That'll be a, that'll be a huge problem. We're also slow learners. Okay, first of all, I needed someone Wait, to Wait, shut, 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 shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I, oh, okay, I think we've had enough Shut up for here. one second. Shut, 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 shut your mouth. I needed someone Wait, to shut your mouth. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. I'm sorry? What did You're you just say? You're just coming off stupid. I'm coming off as stupid. You're wearing tuxedos to a job that requires you to clean bathrooms. Please leave this office. We're done with this interview. Do we get any sort of souvenir? Get out of my office! I'm just looking to hire guys that I don't mind hanging out with for like 12 hours a day. You guys seem like cool guys. Got hair similar to mine, you wear tuxedos to the interview, that's funny, it's ironic, I get that, you're kind of underplaying the whole formality of it, I think that's funny as hell. So, let's do this, you know, you guys are hired, you're in, you know, unless you're like the weirdest guys ever and I don't see it. Great. Was that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. On my tongue. Okay, I'll be honest with you, I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and onion and ketchup. It stinks. And this is a small room. Shit. 
Okay, now the tuxedos seem kind of fucked up. Since traditional jobs just aren't in the cards for this dynamic duo, they decide to start their own entertainment company called Prestige Worldwide, which was made up by Dale. Unfortunately, before they can even get their company going, they have to deal with their bullies. What time is it? 4.30. Um, I, I can't go down Whitworth right now. Okay. We should go this way. What's up? Chris Kardaki. What? He gets in my face, and I just don't want to deal with the hassle right now, because- Are you this scared? Can we please go the long way? Um, down Cutler? Yeah. But that's 45 minutes. You're gonna shame me into doing this. I'll do it. No, you sound stupid. You're Let's gonna go. be sorry. Okay, I'm stupid. Oh, man. Oh, God, there they are. Is that Dale Dobick? Let's make him lick dog shit. Hey, fag stick. Long time no see. Is that your boyfriend? Is that your butt buddy? Look, Mr. Gardaki, just leave me alone, will ya? Shut your mouth, S.A. You guys just go back and have fun on your jungle gym, okay? Does butt buddy have a name? If you're referring to me as butt buddy, yes, I do have a name. It's Brennan Huff. If you don't come over here, and lick that white dog shit, I'm gonna plow into your nose with my fist. I am not licking any white dog shit. I'll lick the dog shit if you leave us alone. Dale, you're not licking dog shit, okay? Dude, they're kids! No, it's just dog it's shit! It's ridiculous! Hello, how are you? Don't go down that way anymore. Maybe you go the long way home. That's what we talked about. We're gonna take the long way home. You know in that one scene in The Wizard of Oz when the flying monkeys pull apart the scarecrow? That's what it was like. Oh. To make matters worse, Robert and Nancy decide to officially retire and sell their house so they can sail across the world. This means the boys will have to move out and live in an apartment financed by their parents. They also have to go to therapy. Robert is more into this plan than Nancy, but she's begrudgingly going because, it, because she knows it will make him happy. Derek is going to be the realtor selling the house, so the boys decide to sabotage the sale. The sabotage includes dressing up like Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan, also having Brennan painted up like a corpse due to the asbestos poisoning the house. <laughs> then the guys decide to show their newly created music video for their production company at Derek's birthday dinner, which goes as you would expect. Excuse me, everyone, if I can have your attention, please. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Dale Doback. I'm Robert's other son, the biological one. Uh, probably wondering why we gathered you here tonight, besides Derek's birthday. We got a special surprise for you, Derek, and everybody here. Check, check, check. Dale. Check, check, check. No, please, check. Dale. Check, check, check. You want to shut this check. down, D-Man? Yeah, well, just hold on a second. Derek, for your birthday, we thought we'd roll out a once-in-a-lifetime business opportunity. Happy birthday, Derek. Music. Prestige. Worldwide. Why? 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 Prestige worldwide. The first word in entertainment. First word. Management. Financial portfolios, insurance, 
computers, black leather gloves, research and development, putting in the man hours to study the science of what you need. Last week, we put liquid paper on a bee, and it died. Security. Security. And. And. Investors. Possibly you. Oh, this is classic. This is We'd like to present the world premiere of Prestige Worldwide's first music video by our first act, Huff and Doback. Roll it. Roll it. Pay close attention, Dad. It's going to look familiar. This, this, is, this is perfect. Is that my boat? Yes, it is. What are you doing on my boat? That's my boat. Drinking sangria, nachos, lemonheads, my, my dad's boat. You won't go down, cause my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quart. That is offensive. Cannon, Dale. Deadliest catch without the crabs. We're almost out of gas. Called the A-Rabs. Pull up the anchor, cause we're leaving dry land. Get the low deck with a tick in your hand. Are you ready for some world-class vocalization? Get a partner. Yo, yeah, Brennan, break him up a little. Who's steering the boat? Dad, please shut up. Please shut up! Oh! 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 So crashing Robert's boat isn't the best outcome when you're asking for him to invest in your company. The car ride home and subsequent discussion at home does not go well. Wolf Ferrell is just hilarious here. Yeah, they destroyed no. our dream and you're calling it inventive. No, 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 I didn't mean it like yes, that. Yes, you did. It's yes, me. you did. Come on, you did. It's going to be four years at least before we can sail anywhere. And you could care less. Admit it. I will not admit that because it is not true. <laughs> but... You know, I do think that you could show a little bit more attentiveness to your son and your stepson, who obviously need you. It's true, Dr. Dobak. You've been very cold and unsupportive of our dreams. You wrecked my fucking boat, you goon! Don't speak to my son like that! Your son's costing me $80,000. Look, we could bicker about this all night, but what's done is done, Dad. Are you guys going to invest or not? That's it! That's it! That's yeah, it. Dad, what are you Dad, I can't believe you're being so stingy. Robert, it's a simple business down. decision. You can jagaloons. You're failures. Failures. Hey, you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck. Brandon. Two things. You keep your liver spotted hands off my beautiful mother. She's a saint. And then you sit down and you write Dale and Brandon a check for $10,000. Oh, or I'm going to shove one of those fake hearing devices so far up your ass, Brennan. you can hear the sound of your small intestine as it produces shit! All right. Oh my lord! Somebody should have done this a long down. time ago, and I'm gonna do it. Dad, what are you doing? You have to learn there are consequences for your actions. Robert! Ow! this is not the end! You're next, mister, you understand me? Yes, sir. Stop it! Get off me! Behaviors will not be tolerated! Robert is not taking the destruction of his boat well at all and decides to go get drunk at the Cheesecake Factory. When he returns, Brendan and Dale are sleepwalking again and throwing all of the Christmas presents into their bedroom along with the tree. Robert decides he needs to wake them up while Nancy vehemently tells him not to do that. 
But Robert does it anyway, and predictably, the boys freak out and throw him down the stairs. After all this, Robert and Nancy decide to call it quits during Christmas dinner. What's going on? It's over. I'm going to be moving in with my friend, Jack Handel, and Nancy found a townhouse in the city. What, what is this? What, what's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to no. say, I could have called this one. So no. Yeah. Is it our fault? <laughs> Is now, it because we were bad? No, now that's the main thing that Robert and I talked about is that we did not want you two to blame yourselves. What can we do to fix it? Dale, honey, are you are you okay? <laughs> Why are you calling him honey? I cannot stress this enough. It is not your fault. Whose fault is it? Oh, it's fuck, I want to fucking know. Let's cut this shit. It is, it is directly your fault. Robert. You destroyed my boat. You beat me up in your sleep. And worst of all, you made Nancy and I resent each other. It is absolutely 150% your fault. Of course it's their fault. They're the two biggest dickheads in the world and they're living in your house. Garrett. I'm sorry, but they're... Please don't cry like that. Please don't, Brennan. Mommy! I told you that they would feel completely to blame. Let's grow up. I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw Don't up. Throw up. Don't throw up. I'm going to throw it up. Come on. Oh, this is ugly. Hey, guys. guys. This is not right. All right, dipshits. Right here. One, two, three. I don't want my mission taken right now. Because my mom said, that curly-headed fuck Dale wasn't here, everything would be perfect. You take that back. No way. It's your fault. You know what your problem is? You live in a fantasy land. You refuse to get a job, and you don't even know what it's like to work for something. You don't take responsibility for your actions, and that's why this is all your fault. Well, you're a mama's boy who's too chicken to sing in public. Yeah, that's right. Run away, little boy. You know it's true. Just avoid everything. What are you doing? Motherfucker! Get up, Brennan! I know you're faking! Get up! Get up! Brennan? It's just like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. People die every day. Give a proper burial on Mark Grave. Brennan! You're alive! Oh my god! I'm alive. You were dead! I saw you die! I was faking. I use Ninja Focus to slow my heart rate down. What are you doing? I'm burying you. I'm alive, Brennan, I'm alive. You're waking the neighbors, no, shut up. No. Now I'm gonna play your drum set. Close your eyes, let the dirt just shower over you. This is your fault. I'm exhausted. I'm gonna sleep good tonight. <laughs> 
Don't you touch my drum! Zombie! 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 Get off me, zombie! So the boys decide to get jobs in order to get Nancy and Robert back together, which leads to a montage of them finally doing grown-up things like buying bulk toilet paper Costco, or reading a Montel Williams book, and going to bed before 9pm. It's funny because buying bulk toilet paper now is a big deal. One of the great comedic character actors from the past 10 years has been Rob Riggle. He gets a very memorable scene talking about the fucking Catalina wine mixer. What do you want, Brennan? This is my online poker time. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm ready to take on the Catalina wine mixer. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. I want it, okay? I want the Catalina wine mixer. Yo, yo. Hey, D-Man. Did you tell him what's up? I just did. Hey. <laughs> hey, your brother wants a shot at the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. Screw it. Let's let him do it. No, it's a win-win for me. Because if you fuck up, Brennan, if you fuck up, yeah. I get to fire your ass. But if you pull it off, I look like a genius to the board. <laughs> okay? I get it. Look, Brennan, here's the thing. It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer, okay? <laughs> are you saying pow? What are you saying? <laughs> it's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. <laughs> Why does it keep doing that? I have to sell or lease at least 80 choppers to make my nut, and you... Okay. You mess with my nut, Brennan? Randy here is gonna eat your dick. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> I'm seeing him do it. You've actually seen him eat a man's penis? It was in international waters, so they couldn't prosecute him, but I saw it. I'm telling you right now, I'll nail it. I'll pull it off, okay? Wait a second, why do you want this so bad, Brennan? Are you trying to get mom and dad back together or something? Why do I want this? Yeah. Because I want to make bank, bro. I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. Okay, well, you better, Brennan. This is a fucking Catalina wine mixer. God damn it, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not wouldn't... really. It's your face. And I, again, you know, you're doing great, man. This is the Catalina wine yeah. mixer. We're all having a great time. Everybody's having fun. You pulled it off, all right? But if you don't change your face, I'm going to change it for you. Okay. Okay. All I can do is take that in and consider it, and I'll just try to do my best version of whatever I think that would be. I, I don't even hear what you're saying right now because your face okay. is driving me okay. nuts. Thanks again, though. Oh, tits. As predicted, this is a crazy comedy, so the outcome is going to have a happy ending. There's no need to worry about spoilers since the plot itself is ridiculous. Brennan gets a Billy Joel cover band, which is awesomely portrayed by Horatio Sands, uh, for this party, and then hires Dale's catering company in order to get Robert and Nancy reconnected. How are ya? We are Uptown Girl. We are California's preeminent 1980s Billy Joel cover band. Piano Man! <laughs> what did I just say, man? Alright, uh, we don't play that, so let's keep it in the late 80s and let's keep it fun, okay? You guys having a good time? I hope you are, because you know, I know sometimes life can be tough, and I know it, sometimes it's hard to keeping the faith! <laughs> Been lost and let's remember Said goodbye to me tonight Back the fire, buddy! Come on, man, play something from Stranger! Right. We strictly do 80s Joel music, sir. And why you needed me to 80s Billy Joel do-up sucks! Hey, listen, motherfucker, we only sing 80s Joel! So take your skate hooker wife and get the fuck out of here! 
shit. What's wrong? What's wrong? Get the get him out of here. Of course, the guys save the day when Brennan decides to finally sing in public. I'm not going to play it since it's better to watch the scene instead of just the audio, so just go and watch the movie. There are some fun outcomes, including the closing credits. Fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Alright, as I mentioned before, here are some of the outtakes and extended scenes you can see on the extended DVD version. There's a longer dinner scene involving the quote-unquote fancy sauce, which is created by Nancy for Brennan, which Dale mocks. Basically, there's more insults in this scene than the original version. The amazing fight scene on the front lawn between Brennan and Dale is longer. The memorable part of this scene is Brennan yelling rape over and over again while Dale has him in a headlock. In the regular version, Nancy references this in the aftermath, but you don't actually have this scene included. There was a cut job interview scene where the interviewer questions one of Dale's references, which was Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. (laughs) There's a longer restaurant scene for the Boats and Hose video presentation. The biggest scene that was cut out of the original was actually Dale having sex with Derek's wife, Alice, after they excused themselves from the dinner table during the Christmas dinner. This is actually a really funny scene. And then the last end scene is a bit longer of Brendan Dale going against the bully kids. All right, some quick fun facts. Director and co-writer Adam McKay initially wanted to make this movie a drama, not a comedy. So Mary Steenburgen is only 14 years older than Will Ferrell, but she plays his mom. Leslie Ann Warren was actually offered the role of Nancy, but she was on the TV show In Plain Sight at the time, and she couldn't shoot around her schedule. Warren is actually 21 years older than Farrell, which made that way more believable. John Hamm and Thomas Lennon actually auditioned for the role of Derek. The playground bully is named Chris Gardaki. He's actually named after a real NFL punter who played for the Chicago Bears, the Indianapolis Colts, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, we have two great guests who are going to talk about Step Brothers. We got the return of Rachel, my co-worker, and then, of course, the great Stephen Michael from the Grown Up Rock podcast. Enjoy their insights about this film, and I will be back next week to talk about yet another film from my DVD collection. All right, we are back with Rachel. It's been far too long. We had to find a, a movie that you actually had seen and care about. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't too many of them. Well, let's, let's, to refresh everyone's memory, what are the three movies I think we talked about? Um, the Pinnacle of Filmmaking, Shrek. Yeah. Absolutely, right. yes. Uh, Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing, yeah. Um, what did I say for high school? I don't remember what I said for high school. I think I Was talked about mean School Girls? of Rock. School of Rock, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I've briefly in other episodes have mentioned like Twelve Angry Men. Yes. Um, and you had your very own show yeah, episode, so talking movies with Rachel. I rapid fired a bunch of stuff about Hallmark movies. That's right. And more about Shrek. <laughs> well, but this we're going to go far off Shrek, and this is are we? Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, this is coming. Well, one, it's not animated. True. Though it very well could be the type of you know it's the fiascos just, they get into. Yeah. So. I ask everyone this question when I interview people. When is the first time you saw this and was it in a theater? Uh, so the first time I saw Step Brothers was in a theater. It came out in the summer of 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I won't be more specific okay. than that. Um, and I saw it with a friend of mine. And only years after the fact did I look back on that event and realize, oh, my God, I hope he didn't think that was a date. <laughs> 
Um, so why would he think it was a date? And I mean, it did was, you invite him or he invited you? He invited you? me okay. over a MySpace message. Okay. And we made these plans. And his we were both under 17 or 18, however old does he need to be to yeah. see an R-rated movie. We were both under that age. So his grandma, I think, drove us to the theater and bought <laughs> our tickets. And then we went into the theater. And it was... Oh, it opened the weekend after or really shortly after um, The Dark Knight. Ah, yeah, yeah. And we could hear all the explosions in the theater next door. But I remember The Dark Knight was the movie everyone was seeing. Right. And so then when he asked me if I wanted to see a movie, I was still a little bit of like a weenie baby and was like not sure if I would like to see an action movie in theaters. <laughs> so like, oh, let's just see Step Brothers mm-hmm. because I was worried that I would get like anxious right. seeing like a action movie. Mm-hmm. How much later did you actually see Dark Knight? Um, I saw it. I saw Knight? yeah. I, okay. I, I saw it on D, when it came out on DVD okay. like that that winter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So and it was great. And I was like, I totally could have seen this in theaters. <laughs> but I think the first action movie I saw in theaters was actually Inception. Really? Yeah, that's not a bad one yeah. to see. The first one it was to see. great. Um, okay, but so anyway. yeah. yeah. So did he actually think it was? A thing? I have no idea okay. to this day. To this day I don't know. know. Yeah. Okay. And it, it clearly. Well, didn't, if you're listening, by the way. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. it clearly didn't. There was nothing that happened while we were hanging out that made me have that realization because I didn't have it until years later. So I'm right. pretty sure we just went to the movies. You well. didn't share a drum kit. You didn't no. do anything fun like that. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll yeah. go right into this. You just watched this. I did. Obviously, it still stands out for you. It's amazing. And you have tons of notes. I'm just going to hand it off to you. This okay. is the Rachel show. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so I was I watched this again. I started it yesterday and finished it this morning. Mm-hmm. And God, it's so much fun. Yeah. It is so much fun. And there was the scene where they become best friends and do karate in the garage. Yes. And there's like the montage of them running up the stairs and they're like kicking pumpkins and stuff. Right. I was just sitting there watching that this morning thinking to myself like, God, this is just a good time. Yeah. Like I'm having a good time Mm -hmm. watching this movie. And I think that comes out so clearly because everything that I've read and heard about the making of the movie is that they were all having a good time. It's most of it's improvised. They filmed so much. Like I think they said they have a four hour or cut of the movie yes. just with all the alts and all of the like improvising that they did yeah extended scenes yeah, yeah. it was so mm-hmm. much fun and I haven't seen like any of the special like DVD features or anything mm-hmm. so I don't know so you saw that you're watching the theatrical version yeah because yeah. I watched it on Netflix this, yeah because I could download it on my phone <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun and it's so quotable and I yes. realized just how many moments in this movie like I quote in almost my day-to-day life <laughs> Um, well, let's go through that. So okay. what, what are your top five, or as many as you want, uh, most the best quotes for you in this movie? Um, the one that I say the most often, probably, and not in any way that's actually serious, but it tends to be more and more applicable, as mm-hmm. now I'm in my mid to mid twenties or so. And a lot of my friends are getting married. And so the line, this wedding is horseshit (laughs) comes up a lot. Um, My brother and I, like a lot of my cousins and stuff have gotten married over the last couple of years. And uh, my brother and I will sometimes say that to each other, but we have to make sure no one's listening because it's not abundantly clear to us that people will get the reference. And we don't really want to be on record saying that like our cousin's wedding is horseshit. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it four times. I didn't want salmon. Uh, Yeah. Um, That kind of stuff. Or whenever I hear the song that opens the movie, the A-Punk song by Vampire Weekend, or if I'm with my brother in particular, when we hear that song, he'll just say, what if I want wings? Um, well, what was, uh, when I asked you to, to do this, what was the thing you emailed me, <laughs> which seemed like a pretty go-to yeah, one? Yeah, it was, uh, I like to keep a lot of fresh fruit around and I like chocolate chips in my pancakes. Yeah. Write it down so you don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said that to an ex-boyfriend of mine when I was going to go visit him 
And he didn't realize that I was quoting a movie and was like, oh, okay, sure. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no absolutely. Problem. I'm like, no, I don't actually want to. If it was this easy, you, would, yeah. Yeah, you could do that well, one. Who knows? Um, I also, there, I wrote down another one that we say a lot. Um, possibly you mm. for during the Boats and Hose yes. um, Prestige Worldwide Investment Presentation. <laughs> uh, and I realize I quote this movie most often with my brother. Okay. Um, so... Sometimes there'll be some scenario where the phrase possibly you is relevant. And we always say it in that same, like, possibly you, like, <laughs> that they do in the restaurant. That's yeah. always good. And then when I was watching it recently, there was so much more, so many more lines that I, like, want to start saying again. Like, mm-hmm. I really want an opportunity to just call someone a fat, curly-headed fuck. <laughs> it's a very satisfying thing to yeah. say. <laughs> um, their, their acapella rendition of Sweet Child of Mine. Yes. One, two, three, four. She's got a smile that it seems to me Reminds me of childhood memories Where everything was as fresh as a bright blue sky Alright Tommy, you're the oldest, I'm counting on you, come on! She's got eyes of the bluest skies As if they thought of Vibrato, buddy. All right, all right, Alice, let's go. Flat. It's so flat. I can't even, I don't even know. You don't even look good while you're singing. The worst thing I've ever heard. This is $1,200 a week for voice lessons, and this is what I get? Okay, I'm going to save it with the solo. Bow, bow, I'm dead. And I can sing high like this. Which is probably one of the greatest moments in cinema. Um, <laughs> yeah, Adam Scott is a great, like, bad he character. so and, hilarious. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because I was reading a bunch of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff earlier today. And that was really his first comedic role. Because mm. um, before then, I think he had just done some romantic drama on HBO or uh-huh. whatever. And so this was his first comedy role, which is sort of crazy to think about. Because then you think about everything that he's done since then, like with Party Down and Parks and Recreation. Yeah. And, I think um, he was in the sequel of uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. So, yeah, like yeah. He's done all this stuff. Um, and he's hilarious. Yeah. And he, he was like new to com- comedic acting when he did this movie. And he nails it. Even to the point where I'm so familiar with this movie. And then when I started watching Parks and Recreation and Ben Wyatt shows up, it didn't even... Like, I knew it was Adam Scott, and I knew that Adam Scott was in Step Brothers, but it didn't occur to me that, like, oh, Derek from Step Brothers and Ben Wyatt, who was, like, my favorite, like, the only fictional mm-hmm. character crush I've ever had in my life, <laughs> um, were, like, the same person. And mm-hmm. he nails it so well. Yeah. Yeah. And and the difference between him and, and Catherine Hahn, who was great. Oh, I seem to recall she before this, she was in serious roles, too. Like, she yeah. was in a TV show or something. Yeah, like I think she had a little bit more comedy experience, yeah. but then she also did, like, other more serious And now she's, like, a go-to, like, comedian. Oh, for, yeah, and then there, yeah. she had a, a guest role in Parks and Rec, too, so it was yeah. kind of fun to see them together again. I learned today that her little monologue, when she first... Um, uh, encounters Dale mm-hmm. after learning that Dale had punched Derek in the face the like I want to roll you in a ball and shove you up my vagina yeah, yeah. that was improvised wow and she did it all in one take yeah. and after they cut, said cut everyone applauded right it was just like legitimately 
like a performance yeah. is what they all said, which is just, yeah, and her, even, even watching it, I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Her scenes are outrageous. Like you think they're nuts. Hers are just totally yeah. off the wall. Yeah. She's completely wacky. What else? Oh, one thing that really stuck out to me on this recent rewatch was the dynamic between Robert and Nancy actually made me really sad. Why? Well, cause he, I was looking at the relationship between Nancy and Brennan and Robert and Dale, and mm-hmm. like Nancy's just sort of trying to help and sure. trying to be supportive, but she just gets steamrolled by Brennan. Yeah. And so then you get Robert, who's like kind of an asshole. Yeah. And and then Dale is an, is aggressive, and I think he may have like gotten that from Robert. Right. And so you get Nancy, who's sort of a doormat, and then these three really strong like male yeah. presences, and then it's just like. I feel so bad for her throughout yeah. the course of the whole movie. Yeah, she pretty much, even through all of it, she never really loses her cool. Like, Except I mean, for when they're fighting on the lawn and she goes, what the fucking fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but even then, it's almost like charming, like in yeah, a well, long sort of it's, way. It's, yeah. It's, it's Mary. It's yeah. <laughs> well, and that's one of the fun scenes about like the extended scene, because there is that you do see in the uncut version where Will Ferrell is yelling rape. Yeah. And, and in the theatrical version, she's just referencing it. It's like, why were you yelling rape? Like, yeah. That, that was, <laughs> so, yeah. So there are things that, um, yeah, she's she's great in that. She's like your, you know, everyone's mom type yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And there was this line where Nancy and Robert are lying in bed talking about, the, talking about their sons. And Robert sa- says to, like, about Dale, I don't know where he gets the sense of entitlement. Right. And I'm just like, from you. Yeah. <laughs> You're yelling at the screen. Yeah. yeah. But those are the, also the great scenes, like the sweet walking when she's like, oh my God. do not wake him up. Yeah. Do not, and then, that yeah. was actually almost upsetting for me to watch because she's saying like, this is a really bad idea. Like they're yeah. going to hurt you. And he's just like, no, I don't care. I'm waking him he up. And she's, yeah. And she's really trying to help. And she's like screaming at him. And I, um, so I, in one of those, behind the scenes articles I read too, she was saying that, you know, she's not a super strong improviser, mm-hmm. uh, but the way that she interpreted the role was just like really leaning into the, the, the mother aspect. Yeah. Of it. And yeah. I think that really comes out in her performance because she's just trying to be a good mom. Very similar to Elf. Like, yeah, she's she was a stepmom. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. I think she's only 14 years older than Will Ferrell. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of these. Yeah. She very easily could have been. Yeah. <laughs> A love interest at one point. Yeah. And Derek sucks, too. Yeah. <laughs> and Derek brings out everything that sucks about Robert, too. Because there's right. that scene when they first meet and they're in the kitchen and he's offering to sell his house. And they're, like, fist bumping and yeah. Robert's being a total doucher. Yeah. And then Nancy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I, she never really comes out and say it, but you can tell that she hates her own yeah. son, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then... And, but she doesn't like how Robert's handling it either. Like right. she doesn't, she has difficulties with Brennan, but Robert is much more outspoken about his difficulties with Dale in a yeah. way that makes her uncomfortable. Because yeah. even in the scene where they're breaking the news that they're selling the house, she's sort of saying like, oh, it's it's your, I mean, our dream like to sail. And it was just sort of like, oh, that's really Yeah, that you bring up a great point because yeah. that's, she didn't want to sail around the no. world. That was all him. Yeah. 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 And so how do you feel about like some of the side characters that you see towards the end, like Horatio Sands? Yeah. And uh, there's some other. Oh, obviously Rob Riggle. <laughs> yes, yeah. memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so fun. And then even uh, like Ken Jong too. Yeah. He plays like the temp agency guy, mm-hmm. and he said in one of those interviews that I was reading that. Um, you know, he's, it's a 30 second scene and you would think, okay, let's film this in 20 minutes. They filmed that scene for three hours wow. because they just kept improvising mm-hmm. different lines and they landed on, you went Kerouac on everyone's yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Seth, I think Seth Rogen's yeah. in it too. Yeah. He's the yeah. guy that, uh, Dale gives that really long fart Yeah, <laughs> in front of. Yeah. It's like, now I'm thinking these tuxedos are kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was good. Yeah. And then, of course, we can't talk about this movie without talking about the fucking Catalina That's right. And you brought it up in one of our other, uh, I think it was your episode. Yeah. Probably. It's iconic. It's truly, I, that song, the Andrea Bocelli song that Mm -hmm. he sings at the end is forever to me associated with that that movie and is legitimately uplifting. Yeah. Like even up on this rewatch, I, and we got to that part. Like, I'm not shedding tears. Although no. I could have been if I wasn't on a bus. But, <laughs> that but would have been but, a great moment, too, yeah. But it's moving. It's like, yeah. actually, it, yeah, I don't know. And maybe it's because I love this movie so much that I feel weirdly invested in all well, the characters. Sure. Even yeah. though they all kind of suck. But, like... <laughs> in their own way, yeah. In a way that's... In, but they all redeem themselves, even even the dad. And the yeah. Dad. Don't lose your dinosaur. That's right. Which, apparently, that scene was also sort of improvised or written kind of on the spot. And, um, what's his name, Richard Jenkins? Mm-hmm said to Adam McKay, like, don't use that in the movie. Yeah. Like, don't you dare use that. And then he used it. <laughs> of course. Well, that's it. As, as you weren't, these guys, the reason they do so many takes is there's genuine gold that comes out of these yeah. random uh, improvs. So, yeah. And I definitely felt that, like, watching it, too. You can tell where they cut it because they just had so many lines. Yes. Like, the first, when they're when Dale and Brendan are lying in their room and when he when Brendan calls Dale a fat curly-headed fuck, <laughs> it was, like, all of those um, insults that they were hurling at each other. It was just cut one to the sure. next which means there was just uh, like probably a hundred of them yeah and they're all probably ridiculous so what's interesting is after this they really you would think that uh john c Rowe and will ferrell would keep having success and they really haven't after this like so so obviously talladega nights then this mm-hmm. but then like holmes and watson was terrible yeah and yeah i just i don't know if the magic's gone or yeah well I think this movie came a little bit... At, like, it was Talladega Nights, and I think there was one other one? The other? The other? I think this was before the I other I think this guys. was before the yeah. other guys. But mm-hmm. I thought there, there was some other one. Was that Kicking and Screaming? Or was it... Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Was that before? I don't know. I, it's around that era, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, and so this was sort of like a break for them mm-hmm. in the sense that it was so improvised, it was so freeform, it yeah. was like super fun and loose that it I think they there was a quote going around saying that this was sort of like a break for them from those other movies that right. had done really well but then when you think about their partnership like this is the one that I think of the most like sure. it stands out and I think that really comes through because it's they had so much fun and they were doing like what they're good at <laughs> so you obviously you didn't see the DVD version so in the commentary I couldn't get through all of it because it got to be a little much right. they uh, do it as a musical. They sing their whole entire commentary. That's so you amazing. might enjoy it. Might be, I might have to let you borrow it just for that. I think I have it on yeah. DVD. I just don't like watch DVDs. Anymore. So it is, they keep it going even in the special features. That's so. amazing. Yeah, they're, it's crazy. So obviously, how often do you rewatch this? Um, not super often. I This was my first time rewatching it on purpose mm. in a while. Um, I caught the end of it or the last half of it a couple like a couple months ago mm-hmm. because my boyfriend was watching it mm-hmm. when I got home. Um, and if it's like been on TV, although it's less of a fun experience on TV because sure. so much of it is censored. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's probably something I'll watch maybe once a year mm-hmm. or twice. I don't know. It's hard for me to gauge because I don't really watch movies that often. Right. So I'll say once a year, but it's like, Oh, I've watched it once a year for the last two years. But then like, before then, I didn't watch it for about six years. In comparison, you know. how often do you rewatch Shrek? 
Uh, not as often as I you, did when yeah. I was tw- when I was ten. <laughs> well, that's so, good. Yeah. You've grown up a little bit. Yeah, 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 I have less free time. Is mostly what that that's, means. Of course, no more summer vacation. Well, that's why we do this podcast so we can bring back movies that you may have loved or just haven't appreciated. And yeah. Step Brothers may be one of them. Are there any other things that you had in your um, plethora of notes that you took? The prosthetic testicles that they gave Will Ferrell <laughs> the to rub on the yeah. drum set were apparently. Very expensive. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they're pretty high quality. They, they look, are. They look pretty they look real. Legit. And that was apparently a couple thousand dollars. And yeah. he kept them. Well, as they yeah, should. That's, yeah. a, that's his set from the souvenir. <laughs> um, and then I also wanted to, like, give a little shout out to some of, like, the details in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, their graphic t-shirts are a big yes, you know, part exactly. of it. Um, but what I really appreciated was that first scene where all four of them are having dinner together. Nancy and Robert are eating, like, chicken and green beans or yeah. whatever. And Dale is eating chicken nuggets. Right. And Brennan is eating pasta, mm-hmm. I think. And it really, like, solidifies that feeling of, like, these are just grown children. Exactly. Like, they're eating and chicken. she makes the special sauce. With yeah. The, yeah. 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 For, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really appreciated that mm-hmm. that level of detail, too. It's amazing they actually pulled this movie off. Because in, oh, yeah. you read it, and you, it's, it's crazy. There's, there's no way this could do yeah. well. But well, it does, yeah. Apparently, the whole concept that started it was Adam McKay was looking at John C. Riley and Will Ferrell and was just like, I want to see you guys in bunk beds. And that was it. That was it. That yeah. was like, what can we do where you guys are in bunk beds? Yeah. And then this movie happened. Yeah. No, it really does feel like kind of like the, the old, old, like, you know, you had your Bob Hope and, and uh, Bing Crosby type of things, except modern and ridiculous. Yes. But yeah, that, that kind of, that duo. Yeah. Um, that's really a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's 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 a ton of fun and probably, probably yeah. one of my favorite movies just because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's super ridiculous. So do you like Talladega Nights? I have never seen it. Okay. Well, that's that's on your <laughs> review list to watch. Yeah. And normally, like, these sort of slapsticky comedies and stuff, especially from this, this sort of Apatow-esque movies, mm-hmm. are... Um, so I really like some of them, and I really hate others. Mm. Um, for real... And So which ones do you hate? Oh, I really didn't like Hall Pass. Okay. Um, I did like that one. And I watched... What did I watch the other weekend? Um, Over 21... Oh, that one, yeah, was, actually, that one yeah. was actually kind of fun, but mm-hmm. also really stressful. Yeah. Um, but then there are other, like... So you the, like Bridesmaids. I, I love say. Bridesmaids. Yeah. And I love Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I love... Um, Do you like Bad Moms? I did like Bad Moms. Okay. I didn't like the second one as much. Yeah, yeah. But the first one was actually pretty fun. Did you ever see The Hangover? I did see The Hangover. Okay. I liked, I liked it, but it was stressful. Yeah. <laughs> The sequels were fine. Uh, really? Okay. okay. A lot of people don't like the. They're the they're like yeah. It's I, I don't really super care. bad. I like super bad, but I like book smart better. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a newer yeah. Yeah. And there is a tie in there because yeah. of the the sister and the brother. Yeah. Yeah. But so and I think a, a big part of it is like how serious is the conflict, and, sure. and how appropriate is the resolution mm-hmm. given the conflict. So I think Step Brothers is a lot of fun because one, it's so absurd, and two, like. It's just a story about people and their relationships. Sure. Like, there's no external factors necessarily. Like, them crashing the boat is kind of extreme. But, like, yeah. <laughs> there's no external factors or situations that they get themselves in that are, like, perilous or stupid. Sure. It's just people being stupid. Yeah. And that's easier for me to deal with yeah. than just, like, they get the, people get themselves into some dumbass mm-hmm. situation. Like what happens in The Hangover. Yeah. Or um, Due Date. Yeah. 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 Which I enjoyed but was incredibly frustrated by. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I have like fond memories with that movie mm-hmm. for like the context in which I watched it was fun. But um, Blades of Glory, never saw it. Okay, yep. So it's, it's well, leave fun. it at that. You need to watch Talladega Nights. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. 
Because well, you get Sasha Baron Cohen in it, too. That's true. And, you know, it wouldn't be an appearance for me on your podcast without <laughs> leaving with, like, a list of movies that I need Please, to watch. Yes, actually, that's true. So we'll just leave you with one. Okay. Talladega Nights seems like a... I'll add it to the list. And of, the Blues Brothers. Have you seen the... I yeah. still have not seen the Blues okay. Brothers. But you haven't gotten to that one yet, have you? No, no. But it's probably in the next couple of years. <laughs> I think still, I have some time. Yeah, you got some time. <laughs> but you should... Because Brian's... Your Brian has, yes. has seen... Yes, and it's one of his favorite movies, actually. Then you got to so, see it, yeah. yeah Just for the music alone, you'll love it. So. I, I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it because of some, like, objection. Now, it's please just, do not watch Blues Brothers 2000, uh, at least not first. Like, if you want to watch it later, fine, but it, it's one of the worst sequels ever. Why would I watch it first? I don't know. But I don't, I, well, you see, the audience doesn't know. We have random conversations about movies, like what you've seen and what you haven't seen. True. So there are times when I'm like, how did you see that and not this? So that's why I'm going there. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I don't make any sense when it comes to movies. I really promise <laughs> that I have, like, respect... Not respectable. Well, yes, respectable. Not saying that I don't have respectable taste here. I have sen- I have taste that makes more sense in mm-hmm. areas that are movies. Sure, yeah. But, I, you know, you're also very young, so I, I, I chalk it up to that, and you are extremely busy, so... That's true. I, I definitely give you a hall pass, even though you hated the movie. <laughs> so, thank you again, Rachel. This is awesome, and, and I keep... Uh, if the listening audience doesn't know, I always give the list of movies to uh, to Rachel to yeah. see if she's seen. That's always a fun conversation, and that's, too. That's how we end up with me talking about Step Brothers. That's right. That's and right. And literally nothing else. That's okay. So see you in another, what, 20 episodes? I hope, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't take that long, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Thank you, Rachel. All right, thank you. All right, we're back with Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast. He's a regular guest, and we love having him on. Welcome back, Stephen. What's going on, Brian? Well, it's great to have you back. And uh, so normally we like to, you know, we don't necessarily have you and your partner together because uh, just based on on time schedules and, and some movies you guys do together, uh, meaning like you're on the same episode, like Necessary Roughness will be one of them. But here's one where you guys don't agree at all. You could actually hear this on one of the, the Grown Up Rock episodes where uh, Steven has a great clip from this movie and Sonny's not having it. So what's up with that? I don't know. We got to loosen up uh, Hollywood's tie a little bit. I think he's got a little bit uh, too tightly wound around his neck. I don't. I don't know what his deal is, but some movies you just have to go into it with an open mind and know that the movie is just going to be idiotic and stupid from the get go, and that's okay uh, because that makes it all that much easier just to laugh. He, he's uptight like Dale is with his drum kit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so let's get right into it. The the premise is absolutely ridiculous. Just right off the bat, you have these two, uh, dare I say, middle aged guys who still live with their parents, and uh, their 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 parent, their single parent, end up marrying each other, and they become stepbrothers. And it, they're basically overgrown children, and uh, it shouldn't work on paper, but for some reason it does. Yeah, I mean, this was the next movie that was released after uh, Talladega Nights. Uh, yeah. with with the same two lead actors and uh you know exactly what you said on paper it shouldn't work but these two idiots together i mean there's just something about them so uh this movie was uh i don't know it it, it had me going from the get go there's just so many great one liners and so many great uh scenes that uh, you know, if you're willing to not take it so seriously, <laughs> you can laugh pretty good. Yeah, and it's funny because them together, I, they're comedy gold. It's funny because they, they just did a Sherlock Holmes movie that was terrible. And uh, I don't know if the magic's gone or if the script was bad, but that one really didn't do well. 
And I, I didn't see that movie because I'd heard so many bad things from it. I was just like, I'm not even going to see that because typically, I mean, these type of movies, the critics don't like these type of movies. They're never no. going to say anything good. But if you read reviews and even people when they say, hey, look, I love a stupid movie. I love this movie and this movie, but this movie is awful. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't even bother watching it, so I haven't seen it, but I heard it was really, really bad. Well, you know, when, when the trailer is bad, you're in trouble because <laughs> that should be it, your best stuff. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know, uh, uh, you know, what part Judd Apatow played in that particular movie, but he had a part in this movie and generally, he has a pretty good sense for movies uh, when he produces movies in terms of comedy, and he produced Step Brothers. So yeah, yeah, and the director was Adam McKay, who also did um, eventually did the other guys, and and that was great too. So I, th- I think having that that definitely helped. Uh, how did you feel about the some of the the side characters, specifically the uh, the parents? How how did you feel they did? Well, it's movies like this where, to me, the side characters, a lot of times, they're the ones that shine. They're the Mm -hmm. ones that make these moments, these little moments within the movie uh, great. Now, for the most part, it was all uh, Will Ferrell and, um, uh, you know, John C. Riley. It was all the two of them. But um, I've I've always liked Mary Steen Virgin. I thought she was uh, really good. And the husband, what what's the? I can't think of the husband's name. Richard Jenkins. He's great. He, he I've seen him in other things, and he sort of reminds me of. Um, oh shoot, I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, who's the serious actor that played the Concy uh, the in the Godfather played the uh, the lawyer? Oh uh, yes, uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Robert, du- Robert Duvall. He sort yes. of reminds me of Robert Duvall. I don't know if it's the way he looks or whatever, but the he hair, just sort of, lack of hair. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. Um, but yeah, I, I've liked him in all the stuff that I've seen him. But it was a lot of the uh, little like cameos that I thought were really good. You know, especially guys like uh, Horatio Sands yes. and some of those guys. A lot of the Saturday Night Live. Um, regulars when they come and they do just bit parts in some of these movies i think it's really good yeah and horatio plays he's in a billy joel cover bit <laughs> but Dude, only, the, I, only the 80s <laughs> uptown girl nothing yeah. nothing's bad about uptown girl sir we only play 80s joel <laughs> I, I absolutely love that scene <laughs> sorry you no, know, and you're right, because it's like there are some memorable scenes that everyone remembers that are in the trailer, but it's the little side scenes exactly like that that make this movie great. Yeah, exactly. That and um my wife absolutely hates him, but Rob Riggle. Oh yeah, oh I love him. <laughs> he he is just like he is the counterpart to um Adam McKay, you know. Yes. He he is the one that uh just is always like um you know, he's like the yeah guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and Adam McKay, uh, who was in this movie, he also directed this flick. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He does that a lot. Um, he was actually in in the other guys. He was the one that, that talked about all the, the bad stuff happening in the car. Um yeah, he, he's great. And Adam uh, Adam Scott is also the in that playing the um, the younger brother for uh, Will Ferrell, or maybe the older brother. I, uh, one of them. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but he he's great too. And uh, I see. I love Rob Riggle because he does. He's a perfect side comedy character actor. Like when he's he's the uh, coach in Twenty One Jump Street when uh, the guys are tripping out. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's all great stuff. And another great side character is Catherine Hahn, who plays Alice, who is uh, Adam Scott's wife, who is not not really happy being married to him. Right, where she keeps coming on to see Tom, uh, see John Riley. C. Riley right? Yep, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty hilarious. Those those create a lot of good scenes as well. So let's get right into it. what what are your favorite lines? What are your favorite scenes in this movie? Because there's got to be a lot. God, there's tons. I mean, when uh, obviously because we've used it before uh, as an audio clip in the, in the Grown Up Rock podcast, mm-hmm. gotta love the the fucking Catalina wine mixer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the Catalina wine mixer. Gotta love uh, when um, uh, what's his name raps, right? Uh, uh, he he raps and it's like bitches and hoes or yes. something like that. <laughs> uh, when they go to apply for jobs and the two of them together, uh, that's a hilarious scene. I mean, there there really is from start to finish. There's just an endless amount of scenes where he tries to kill him and bury him out in the yard, <laughs> uh, uh, just stuff like that. I mean, there's just so so much. Uh, it's hard to break it down. I love the '80s Joel. We only play '80s Joel, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all that stuff. Um, to me, it's just. A, it's just a funny movie. I mean, I don't, uh, maybe I'm, you know, I guess you gotta be an idiot to like a movie like this. Maybe I don't know, but like I said, to me, it's easier to, uh, enjoy stuff when you just kind of forget about stuff. I mean, to me, this is what movies is about, right? Escaping reality. It's just like, let it be dumb. Let it be what it is. Go in knowing that that's what it is. Is just a dumb movie and enjoy. That's what Talladega Nights was. Um, you know, Talladega Nights was just a dumb movie, and that movie did really well. And this movie, uh, I guess, was not as good of a critics flick. But truth is, in this movie, I mean, they doubled their uh, their budget, so mm-hmm. it. It's not like this movie did that bad. Well, yeah, and and there is an audience for everything, and I think that's uh, unfortunately what's going wrong with Hollywood now is they're getting so uh, they're they're missing movies, not necessarily like this, but just in general. There used to be a movie for everything, and now I think it's just sliding to TV because people aren't going to plop down fifteen dollars for everything anymore when they have pretty much all they ever wanted on their television don't have to leave their house or it used to be you know you went to the movies you you tried something out it wasn't super expensive and and uh and because your tv didn't give you everything but that's it's completely the reverse now you know and to me movies like this like i i enjoyed this movie i enjoyed the other guys i enjoyed semi-pro yeah i enjoyed all these like will ferrell just dumb flicks the campaign that was another one that was yeah. great the old so, school of course yeah yeah old school i enjoyed all those movies and they were really good to me those are movies that all should flourish and do really well on like a netflix or an amazon so sure i'm all for like netflix or amazon making original new movies of whatever stupidness that they want to come up with. 
Absolutely. And did you watch? The, so I, I think there's a extended unrated version as opposed to the theatrical version. Which version did you watch when you revisited it? I watched the normal version. There, okay. there is. Um, this is one of those movies uh, where it's on often yeah. on like on regular cable and stuff. So I didn't even have to really go back and rewatch this flick just because every time it's on, it sucks me in. <laughs> so I end up watching it, you know, so it, it's pretty fresh on the mind at all times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't see the uh, the unedited version. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's on. Uh, see, the one I have, I still buy DVDs. <laughs> so I have the space. I enjoy it. Um, and so, yeah, they almost always come with the unedited, unedited version. Uh, for the purposes of the podcast, I always watch the original version first and then, you know, in the kind of the special features part, I'll add on, you know, what was extended and things like that. So um, it depends what mood you're in. Like sometimes the jokes just go a little bit longer. They extend certain scenes. I think like the the fight scene with them on the lawn goes a little longer and they say more things, um, you know, like uh, <laughs> when Will Ferrell's yelling that he's being raped. by, <laughs> And so they imply it because like Mary Steenburgen actually she gets the line in in the actual film like she's like you were yelling rape why were you yelling rape <laughs> whereas you actually hear him doing it uh during the scene so it's like things like that where it's just a, it's a little bit tighter uh for the the original version where they can be a little bit more free form um on the extended version yeah okay yeah. uh yeah no I, it's it's interesting i i would like to see that and i know they're streaming that one uh right alongside the original so i'll have to check that out at some point yeah, it just depends if you want to just really like, okay, I'm, I'm, I got tons of time, just, you know, play it as opposed to, you know, I, I just want to see the movie. I don't need everything type of thing. It just depends where, where you're at. I, I'm glad that they add these things, you know, on the DVD. Uh, I think it's better than having a three hour movie, yeah. <laughs> you know, like right off the bat, because I think that's a little bit uh, too excess. So that's one of the negatives about movies today, I think, too. They're just too damn long. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it just hit me. I'll tell you another scene that I sure. like in this movie is uh, the idiot uh, brother and his family uh, cruising down the road in their SUV, listening to some music and then singing like acapella as a family. <laughs> oh, like Sweet Child of Mine. and Yeah, yeah it's just like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> and he's so, yelling at the wife because she she missed the note and things like yeah. that <laughs> you're off you're flat or yeah. some shit like that it's like you gotta be kidding me just so serious it makes me laugh oh yeah he's adam scott's great as the as the kind of the villain in this because he's such a, a, an asshole in the film but, but he plays it really well yeah and he's done that in a couple other flicks i, I think as well yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's not typecasted, but he he definitely can. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you again, Stephen. This is this was a fun one, and uh, we hope to have you back on soon. I I know you will, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be a, a comedy like this or if it's going to be a serious flick. We don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll let you uh, decide which one we're going to do. Whether it's going to be. Uh, Godfather guns and seriousness or, uh, you know, something stupid. That's right. You never, or maybe a parody of the Godfather. You just never know. You never know, but, uh, <laughs> definitely suspend disbelief, open up your mind and be prepared to laugh. Go check this movie out. And yes, it's dumb. Know that going in. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Steven. Thanks.
this is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock Podcast. If you're like me and my co-host, Sonny Hollywood Pooney, you grew up loving hard rock and metal music. Check out our podcast where we talk to bands and artists that help create the soundtrack to our lives, along with playing some killer new and old deep tracks of kick-ass guitar-driven rock and roll. Find us wherever you find your podcast to listen to. That's the Growing Up Rock Podcast, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. And feel free to hit us up at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Growing Up Rock. So sit back and crank it up. Hey, this is Brian Davis, and you might know me from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. And now, get ready for the Bad Beat Show on ThatMetalStation.com from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern every Wednesday night. I'm going to play some kick-ass hard rock inspired by the blues, because after all, the foundation of all things rock and metal is, of course, the blues. So join me every Wednesday night for the Bad Beat, because even when you lose, you still win. We are officially on Spotify now, so if you don't use iTunes, if you don't use the Podbean app, you can go to Spotify and get all of our past episodes. You can stream it on there, so if you're a Spotify user, you can go find Damn Good Movie Memories. <laughs> I can't even say my own podcast. Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the host, right? Okay, so go to Spotify, look for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can stream all of that stuff. And yeah, so if you don't want to use iTunes, you don't want to use Podbean, you can use Spotify as well. All right, before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to tpublic, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for Damn Good Movie Memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbean. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said... My second favorite podcast is It Doesn't Matter, The Rest Suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science!
Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault on Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>